This is WSHB, Cypress Creek, South Carolina, United States of America. You're about to hear the Christian Science Sunday service, broadcast from the First Church of Christ Scientist in Boston, Massachusetts. Church services are held each Sunday and Wednesday at the Mother Church and in Christian Science churches throughout the world. Welcome to the Mother Church, the first church of Christ Scientist in Boston, Massachusetts. And a special welcome to those of you who are joining with us on shortwave radio and on the internet. Let's sing hymn number 59. You'll find hymnals just beneath the seat in front of you. Hymn number 59. okay if you want to. <laughs> the scriptural selection is from Jude. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them 
of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Wherever you are in the world, let's unite in a few moments of silent prayer and then pray the Lord's Prayer with its spiritual interpretation by Mary Baker Eddy. You'll find the Lord's Prayer reprinted inside the front cover of your Christian Science Quarterly. Let us pray. is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know as in heaven, so on earth God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite. All power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's sing hymn number 25. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. I'll read the words and then we'll sing the hymn together. Blessed Christmas morn, though murky clouds pursue thy way, thy light was born where storm enshrouds nor dawn nor day. Dear Christ, forever here and near, no cradle song, no natal hour and mother's tear to thee belong. Thou God idea, life encrowned, the Bethlehem babe, beloved, replete, by flesh embound was but thy shade. Thou gentle beam of living love and deathless life, truth infinite, so far above all mortal strife or cruel creed or earthborn taint. Fill us today with all thou art. Be thou our saint, our stay, alway. Hymn number 25.
again, a very warm welcome to you all. We're so happy you could be with us to participate in the service this morning. If this is your first visit or your first time listening in, you'll note that the order of service is printed on the inside front cover of the Christian Science Quarterly. And you're welcome to take your copy home with you after the service. It's a Bible study guide you can use throughout the week. Sunday school classes are held just across the plaza at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., the same hours as the Sunday church services. There, pupils are learning more about the spiritual nature of life. All children and teens are welcome. The children's room is open during both Sunday services for child care. We also hold meetings on Wednesdays at noon and at 7.30 p.m., and child care is available at the evening meeting. Visit a Christian Science reading room in your community. And there happens to be one just down the street on Massachusetts Avenue, which is open every day until 10 p.m. There you can purchase the Bible and Science and Health with its message of healing. You can also find some computers at the reading room or use the one at home and check out spirituality.com for current articles and events to enhance your individual spiritual journey. You can also read or purchase the Christian Science Monitor and explore magazines that examine issues of all kinds from a spiritual perspective. The solo this morning is He Comes to Us by Jane Marshall.
Mary Baker Eddy writes, Friends, the Bible and the Christian Science textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our denominational textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated and unfettered by human hypotheses, and divinely authorized. The evening service is a repetition of this morning service. Today's sermon can be found on page 18 of the Christian Science Quarterly. And the title for today is Life. The golden text is from Romans. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The responsive reading is from Matthew. And you're invited to participate by joining with my fellow reader as he reads the bold text. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. The following citations make up our sermon. I'll read from the Holy Bible, Psalms. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. O oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. 
How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures, for with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. As announced in the explanatory note, I shall now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Because life is God, life must be eternal, self-existent. Life is the everlasting I am, the being who was and is and shall be, whom nothing can erase. Life is divine principle, mind, soul, spirit, Life is without beginning and without end. Eternity, not time, expresses the thought of life, and time is no part of eternity. One ceases in proportion as the other is recognized. Time is finite. Eternity is forever infinite. God cannot become finite and be limited within material bounds. The continual contemplation of existence as material and corporeal, as beginning and ending, and with birth, decay, and dissolution as its component stages, hides the true and spiritual life and causes our standard to trail in the dust. If life has any starting point whatsoever, then the great I am is a myth. If life is God, as the scriptures imply, then life is not embryonic. It is infinite. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity, rather than into age and blight. The understanding that life is God, spirit, lengthens our days by strengthening our trust in the deathless reality of life, its almightiness and immortality. Isaiah, thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, 
he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Jeremiah. Hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. As the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their princes, and their priests, and their prophets, saying to a stock, Thou art my father, and to a stone thou hast brought me forth. For they have turned their back unto me, and not their face. But then in the time of their trouble they will say, Arise and save us. But where are thy gods that thou hast made thee? Let them arise, if they can save thee in the time of thy trouble. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting King. Life is neither in nor of matter. What is termed matter is unknown to spirit, which includes in itself all substance and is life eternal. Matter is a human concept. Life is divine mind. Life is not limited. Death and finiteness are unknown to life. If life ever had a beginning, it would also have an ending. The spiritual fact and the material belief of things are contradictions. But the spiritual is true and therefore the material must be untrue. Life is not in matter, therefore it cannot be said to pass out of matter. Matter and death are mortal illusions. Spirit and all things spiritual are the real and eternal. Man is not the offspring of flesh, but of spirit, of life, not of matter. Spirit can have no opposite. That matter is substantial or has life and sensation is one of the false beliefs of mortals and exists only in a supposititious mortal consciousness. Hence, as we approach spirit and truth, we lose the consciousness of matter. When being is understood, Life will be recognized as neither material nor finite, but as infinite, as God, universal good. And the belief that life or mind was ever in a finite form, or good in evil, will be destroyed. Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth 
all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isaiah. The writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his sickness. I said, I shall not see the Lord, even the Lord, in the land of the living. I shall behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. Like a crane or a swallow, so did I chatter. I did mourn as a dove. Mine eyes fail with looking upward. O Lord, I am oppressed. Undertake for me. What shall I say? He hath both spoken unto me, and himself hath done it. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. For the grave cannot praise thee. Death cannot celebrate thee. They that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth. The living, the living, he shall praise thee as I do this day. The father to the children shall make known thy truth. Psalms. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. We all must learn that life is God. When it is learned that disease cannot destroy life and that mortals are not saved from sin or sickness by death, this understanding will quicken into newness of life. It will master either a desire to die or a dread of the grave and thus destroy the great fear that besets mortal existence. Sin brought death and death will disappear with the disappearance of sin. Man is immortal and the body cannot die because matter has no life to surrender. The human concepts named matter, death, disease, sickness, and sin are all that can be destroyed. The sick are terrified by their sick beliefs, and sinners should be affrighted by their sinful beliefs. But the Christian scientist will be calm in the presence of both sin and disease, knowing as he does that life is God, and God is all. Resist evil, error of every sort, and it will flee from you. Error is opposed to life. We can and ultimately shall so rise as to avail ourselves in every direction of the supremacy of truth over error, life over death, and good over evil. And this growth will go on until we arrive at the fullness of God's idea, and no more fear that we shall be sick and die.
become conscious for a single moment that life and intelligence are purely spiritual, neither in nor of matter, and the body will then utter no complaints. If suffering from a belief in sickness, you will find yourself suddenly well. Sorrow is turned into joy when the body is controlled by spiritual life, truth, and love. Entirely separate from the belief and dream of material living is the life divine, revealing spiritual understanding and the consciousness of man's dominion over the whole earth. This understanding casts out error and heals the sick. And with it, you can speak as one having authority. Psalms. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. O thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities. Their memorial is perished with them, but the Lord shall endure forever. Isaiah. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, and in sure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Life and being are of God. In Christian science, man can do no harm, for scientific thoughts are true thoughts, passing from God to man. At all times and under all circumstances, overcome evil with good. Know thyself and God will supply the wisdom and the occasion for a victory over evil. Clad in the panoply of love, human hatred cannot reach you. The cement of a higher humanity will unite all interests in the one divinity. God fashions all things after his own likeness. Life is reflected in existence truth in truthfulness, God in goodness, which impart their own peace and permanence. 
If what opposes God is real, there must be two powers, and God is not supreme and infinite. Can deity be almighty if another mighty and self-creative cause exists and sways mankind? Has the Father life in himself, as the scriptures say? And if so, can life or God dwell in evil and create it? Can matter drive life, spirit hence, and so defeat omnipotence? Is the woodman's axe, which destroys a tree's so-called life, superior to omnipotence? Can a leaden bullet deprive a man of life, that is, of God, who is man's life? If God is at the mercy of matter, then matter is omnipotent. Such doctrines are confusion worse confounded. Suffering, sinning, dying beliefs are unreal. When divine science is universally understood, they will have no power over man. For man is immortal and lives by divine authority. Psalms. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. John. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Luke. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier. And they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. We are sometimes led to believe that darkness is as real as light. But science affirms darkness to be only a mortal sense of the absence of light, at the coming of which darkness loses the appearance of reality. So sin and sorrow, 
disease and death, and the prepositional absence of life, God, and flee as phantoms of error before truth and love. With its divine proof, science reverses the evidence of material sense. Life is real and death is the illusion. A demonstration of the facts of soul in Jesus' way resolves the dark visions of material sense into harmony and immortality. A blundering dispatch, mistakenly announcing the death of a friend, occasions the same grief that the friend's real death would bring. You think that your anguish is occasioned by your loss. Another dispatch, correcting the mistake, heals your grief. And you learn that your suffering was merely the result of your belief. Thus it is with all sorrow, sickness, and death. You will learn at length that there is no cause for grief. And divine wisdom will then be understood. Error, not truth, produces all the suffering on earth. If a Christian scientist had said while you were laboring under the influence of the belief of grief, your sorrow is without cause, you would not have understood him, although the correctness of the assertion might afterwards be proved to you. So, when our friends pass from our sight and we lament, that lamentation is needless and causeless. We shall perceive this to be true when we grow into the understanding of life and know that there is no death. Nothing really has life but God, who is infinite life. Hence, all is life, and death has no dominion. First John. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. We are of God. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his Spirit. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. This is life eternal, says Jesus, 
is, not shall be. And then he defines everlasting life as a present knowledge of his Father and of himself, the knowledge of love, truth, and life. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Man's privilege at this supreme moment is to prove the words of our master. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear, this is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. We should consecrate existence not to the unknown God, whom we ignorantly worship, but to the eternal builder, the everlasting Father, to the life which mortal sense cannot impair, nor mortal belief destroy. A great spiritual fact must be brought out that man is, not shall be, perfect and immortal. We must hold forever the consciousness of existence, and sooner or later, through Christ and Christian science, we must master sin and death. The evidence of man's immortality will become more apparent as material beliefs are given up and the immortal facts of being are admitted. Being is holiness harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to light. Let's sing hymn number 226, hymn 226.
shall read the scientific statement of being found on page 468 of Science and Health. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. And the correlative passage from 1 John. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen.
You've been listening to programming produced by the Christian Science Publishing Society in Boston. The church service can also be heard on the web at www.tfccs.com. From there, follow the links to broadcasts, then Sunday church service. The morning service will be available Sunday, 18 UTC, until Monday, 13 UTC. This is WSHB, Cypress Creek, South Carolina, United States of America.